And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Twins Nation Podcast. I am your host of the podcast, Matt Hoffman, and I say host because I've been brought to my attention in that uh, from a couple of listeners that I keep saying co-host, and, um, well, old habits are hard to break. So, But you can start by following this podcast at Twins Nation Pod on Twitter or X, whichever you want to call it. I still like to call it Twitter. So um, you can also follow me on Twitter at MDHoffman61. So um, the Twins have been kind of busy the last uh, week or so. For a while there, we weren't sure if the lights were on in the office, but looks like uh, as things get a little bit closer to spring training, um, pitchers and catchers report, I believe, the 14th um if not it's pretty darn close around there um first off well let's just jump right in and get to the really big news um the twins traded jorge polanco to seattle um when this first kind of come up you know before reading all the details you know i kind of wanted to kind of sit back and reflect on you know jorge and and it's you know he's a fan favorite he was definitely one of my favorite players with the team. And we kind of went through this last year with Luis Arise, you know, where people were pretty upset about, you know, trading away Luis. And, you know, and it, it, it worked out for the better for us to do that. Um, and in some ways it might have worked out better for Luis. But we, you know, but I still kind of think we got the better end of the deal on that. Um but anyways, back to Jorge, I mean, he, you know, he's been a twin his whole career. Um, you know, he started, you know, started from the bottom, worked his way up. Uh, he, you know, played second base for many years. Uh, he's, you know, played a little bit of third, and I believe he played a little bit of short. Uh, you know, and... He's, you know, definitely a good bat. He's always kind of been that guy that when the Twins were in a tight pinch and needed a clutch hit out of somebody, there was probably nobody else you really wanted up there, probably more than Jorge, because he always seemed to find a way to get it done. And, I, you know, I'm bummed to see him go, but... I also know the situation, you know, the business-wise with the Twins. I mean, he's not getting any younger. Um, he's kind of had a, a little bit of an injury bug the last few seasons. So, I mean, you might as well take what you can get for him right now, which I think we made out pretty darn good. Um, 
So being with that, uh, the Twins acquired four players for, uh, from Seattle in this trade. Uh, the first guy on the list is a, a starting pitcher, and he can relieve too, is a guy by the name of Anthony, Anthony um, and I'm going to try and say this right because I've been butchering his name for quite a while, uh, Desclafani. Hopefully I got that right. Um, anyways, Desclafani uh, has spent the last three seasons with the Giants. Uh, before that, he was a member of the Reds, and he started out in 2014 with the Miami Marlins. Um, the best I could tell you about Desclafani is he's been kind of a roller coaster type guy. Um, he had a cup. he had some two decent seasons, you know, to start in Cincinnati. Um, and then I know he had one rough season in 18 and then he kind of come back again in 2019 and then 2020, it kind of all fell apart for him. Uh, but he, 2021, he did all right. Uh, then he had some injuries, uh, towards the end of 2022 or in, in the middle of 2022, only started five games that year. Uh, made his way back last year. Uh, I believe he started 18 games. He you know, had about 100 innings. Um, ERA was a little high, like he had a 488 ERA last year, but his whip was still a, a 1.25. Um, I think he can be a number five starter if the Twins are definitely not comfortable with uh, Louis Varland in that spot because I, you know, I'm not sure. I liked Louis Varland last year in that um, that relief role that he was in last year. I think he he did he fit in very well with that. And I'm not saying that you know we should never go out there and you know never have him start ever again on the mound, but. I think he fit into that role really good last year. And you never know. Maybe they might want to keep Varland in that number five spot. Maybe use uh, Descafani into that uh, relief role, which he has done in the past. Um, you know, he's been known to maybe relieve a few innings here and there every season. So um, I... I know he's, like I said, roller coaster season. It's kind of been up and down with some injury. He's still kind of not quite out of the woods from his previous injury. Um, but I think uh, the Twins can definitely make something happen with him. Uh, and, and, of course, I know everybody's looking for that guy to replace uh, Sonny Gray. But, you know, we're the Twins are just not going to – not going to have a guy like that. And, you know, you got, you're going to have your Pablo, you're going to have your Ryan over, and then um, hopefully everything goes well with Paddock. And then, you know, like I said, it's going to be Varlin or Descafani. So unless they plan on making some other type of move, which I kind of highly doubt right now. So um, another player that the Twins got in this, and now this one is probably the best player of the in the four um, a young man by the name of Josh Tapia, or Topia, I, I think it's pronounced Tapia. So Tapia is a 32-year-old relief pitcher, uh, spent three seasons with the 
Milwaukee Brewers, and then he spent last season with Seattle, obviously. Um, a, a decent pitcher. Um, definitely had a good season last year. Uh, he pitched, oh gosh, I think he pitched 70 innings last, 69 or 70 innings last year. Um, he had a 261 ERA with a 1.145 whip, which is very good. Um, uh, his strikeouts per nine is up to an eight, which is, that is pretty decent for a relief pitcher. Um, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. He gave up about four home runs last year. He struck out 61 guys with the and giving up 61 hits in them, 69 innings. So um, probably walked about 18 guys. So, and he could finish some games too. So um, that's not a bad deal there. I think we got ourselves hopefully, a, in my mind, I think we got a pretty decent relief pitcher there. So, um, and then a couple other guys the, the Twins acquired. One is a young man by the name of Gabriel Gonzalez, who... Uh, has pretty much been down in the minors uh, in the A and the lower A and the upper A division. Um, last year in the, looks like his total in the A, in the A division, he had about 400 at bats. Um, looks like he batted around, I would say, probably about th maybe around the 300 range because um, it says here he batted. 348 in lower A, and then he kind of struggled a little bit in upper A, but around 215. So kind of put it together, he probably got around uh, closer to 300 range, maybe probably a little under, batting under 300. But um, he's got some power. Uh, he hit, looked like he hit about ooh, nine home runs last year. Um, and from looking at his numbers, you know, they, um, if you guys like to get on to uh, Fangraph, Fangraph kind of likes to do a little, like a trajectory or kind of like a 50-point system sometimes in most of these, except for, you know, there's some 40-point systems and a 60-point system here. Um, for his hitting, they kind of give him about average hitting, you know, 25 out of 50. So he's about he's an average hitter. Um, his game power, um, he's definitely got some power out of 50. He's probably a little over, uh, he's over 30. So um, now his raw power is something really awesome to see. Um, out of 55 points possible, they give him a 50. So that's good. Uh, speed, his speed, he's very quick, a very quick outfielder is for what it sounds like here. So as they gave him pretty much a 40 out of 40 on speed, um, fielding needs a little bit of work yet, but that's with most guys down in the, uh, lower A, you know, most of these guys are probably out of 60 are going to be around them, you know, the 30 to 35 range. So, um, sounds like, you know, this, he is definitely a top 100 prospect if I did read correctly. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what this guy can do. Uh, this coming season and see how he works through the ranks. Um, hopefully we can see him in, uh, playing some double-A ball in Wichita this season. So um, the third man that we got, 
or I'm sorry, third man, fourth man we got out of this ordeal was uh, a guy named Darren Bauman. Uh, Darren Bauman is a starting pitcher, uh, played also in the A division for Seattle. Uh, he pitched 55 innings last year, um, had a three 388 ERA. Um, in those 55 innings, he walked about 25, which that's a little high, um, but he struck out 59 guys. Um, sounds like he's, he's got a really good fastball, um, pretty good slider. Changeup, sounds like his uh, breaking ball change uh, changeups, that stuff is needs a little work. Um, very average command. Um, so that'll be another guy that we could probably see uh, work, you know, hopefully work himself up through the ranks in the coming, this coming season. So, and uh, the ETA on Gonzalez, I kind of forgot to mention is, it sounds like a 2026 is a good possibility when we could see him a little bit, um, where Darren Bauman's estimated time is probably going to be 2027. So the way they're kind of looking at things, and this is all according to fan graphs. So, but you know, things could change from here on out. And then early in the day yesterday, the twins, uh, claimed relief pitcher, Daniel Duart. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that name correctly either. Hopefully I am. But anyways, uh, they claimed him off waivers from the Cincinnati Reds. And with doing that, adding him to the 40-man roster, they had to DFA Ryan Jensen, who was somebody that we claimed off waivers, uh, I want to say probably a few weeks ago. Um, anyways, a little bit about this gentleman. Uh, I was really a pitcher. Um, last season, he pitched 32 innings. Uh, he's 26 years old. I think he will be 27 here soon. Um yeah, in those 31 innings, he had a 369 ERA uh, with a whip of 1.38, which is a little high. Um, usually, you kind of like those pitchers to be around that, you know, in the 1.2s or the one, you know, the low 1.3s. So um, he's getting a little higher up there into the 1.4s, which is, you know, what we like to kind of stay away from sometimes. Um. Other than that, he's, you know, he pitched in 31 games last year. Uh, gave up five home runs in those 32 innings. Uh, walked a lot of guys last year. <laughs> walked 20. So, hopefully, you know, but he struck out 23. So, I mean, another guy who's looks like he's got some, probably a little bit of control and command issues here. So, um Hopefully, uh, if it's somebody that the Twins are really seriously about putting, you know, in the opening day bullpen, that, you know, they can kind of see what this guy can do. If not, he'll just probably be another arm hanging out in the minor league system, you know, waiting to come up, you know, if we ever just need to send somebody down or give somebody a day off or, you know, kind of those roles like like uh, Brett Hendrick played and uh, Josh Winder. You know, some of those, some of those type of moves, is where I could see this possibly going if they're not really for serious of of having him as your an everyday bullpen guy. Um, last night, 
breaking news was the Twins went out and signed, got themselves a veteran first baseman and probably somebody that you guys all know because of his time with the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they had signed Carlos, Cur or, I'm sorry, Carlos Curry, Carlos Santana to a one-year uh, $5.25 million deal. So um, I like this move. Um, I know some people were kind of hoping that we would have brought back uh, Donovan Solano or kind of went after somebody else. Um, I'll tell you a couple reasons why I like this move. Um, a, he's a veteran guy. Um, I know he's really, people love him in the clubhouse. So that's not a bad thing to have, a, you know, an older veteran clubhouse kind of guy. You know, kind of that Nelly Cruz type guy or, you know, obviously Carlos Correa is also a clubhouse guy. Um, can never have too many of them sometimes. Um, this, uh, anyways, with Santana, he's definitely got something here that uh, Solano didn't have. And this, and it's power. Um, I can tell you that Santana is usually a guy who's pretty much known to hit about, you know, the 20 to 25 range of home runs every year. Um, definitely gets up, gets a lot of plate appearances. Um, last season when he was with uh, Milwaukee and uh, Pittsburgh, he had 619 plate appearances. Um, he hit 23 home runs last year. He hit around 240, and then he had a, I want to say a, three, a 318 batting average, or 318 uh, on-base percentage, so... Um, so you're, he's kind of one of them guys, he's not going to be a high batting average guy. I mean, he's probably going to hang around the, you know, the 240s, 250s, maybe 260s at the most. Um, his on-base percentage, I, you know, to me, should at least be around anywhere between 310 to 330. Um, in his younger years, he was known to have around a 360 range. And like I said, the home runs... You know, 20 to 25 home runs, which is huge. Um, the Twins could definitely use this kind of a bat. Um, you know, because that was one of the things that, you know, some of these guys we had that just didn't, you know, uh, Solano was just not a power hitter. You know, he, you know, he had, what, maybe five home runs last year. That's fine. You know, nobody predicted the season out of Michael A. Taylor, to, you know, power-wise out of that. So, but they just, you know... Some of these guys that we had last year, you know, they, they hit the ball, you know, they hit the ball deep, you know, more than often than they probably do in some seasons. So you can't necessarily count on that. So and I think this is a guy that we can count on that can play first base. He can DH and he's going to, you know, he's going to give us about, you know, over 500 plate appearances if we need it. And, Donovan Solano was just not a guy that we could go, you know, put out there over 500 batting appearances. That was just too much for him, and that's just not the kind of player he is. He's more of a role player where, you know, he's probably going to bat, you know, maybe 400 appearances in a year at a most. But, um, no, this guy is definitely somebody that, 
is going to benefit us at first base. Um, probably skill-wise, too. Yeah, he's a little bit older. I kind of get that. You know, that's probably the downside of him that, you know, we're somebody older. But he's a guy who's been around the game, um, definitely well-known, well-liked. And I just – I think this is a great move for the Twins. Um, it's only for one year, so – and it's not really costing them much. I mean, $5.25 million, I mean, that's <laughs> – that's half of the Joey Gallo deal that we had last year for him. So I'm pretty excited about this. Um, what else do I think the Twins can do coming up here? Um, I think they need to make another move in the outfield here. Um, right now you got Kepler, Walner, and Buxton. Um, you know, then you have backing up, you probably have Castro, Gordon, Larnick. Maybe Austin Martin. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see him this year. And then don't forget that, you know, Alex Kirilov can play a little bit of outfield when needed. But there's still some decent outfielders out there. Um, Michael A. Taylor, I believe, is still out there. Um, probably a name that I'm really high on right now is a guy named Adam Duvall which I'm sure you guys know a little bit about him. I've mentioned him in a few episodes. Um, Tommy Pham's out there. Another guy that I'm really, really interested in uh, is Randall Grinchink. Um, and then another guy who I'm not so high on, but he could definitely do some stuff uh, if we had him. He's kind of a, a role player. He could play a little bit of infield and mostly through the outfield is a guy named Kiki Hernandez. Sorry if you guys hear my dogs barking in the background. Um, so moving along here, now this is something I haven't really talked about too much because there's so much gray area with this and I haven't done my research into all this, but that's um, the twins in the TV issues that's going on right now with uh, Bally Sports and uh, the Diamond Sports Group, you know, all that stuff. I really haven't really brought a lot of that up because I, I just haven't done my research on it, and I'm kind of, it's a little confusing for me, but um, I'm going to kind of throw this out here. It sounds like there's some good news and some bad news stuff going on. Um, as a part of a a merger from the bankruptcy proceedings uh, the following of uh, the following of Bally Sports North Diamond Sports Group um, was asked the courts to approve a one-year deal uh, for the Minnesota Twins on TV in 2024 according to the athletic um, and it sounds like if approved um, the twins fans will be able to watch the twins on TV. Uh, like last year, but the bad news is for the in-market fans hoping to stream the games for another year, the streaming would be limited to out-of-market households. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm going to give you right now. It kind of sounds like that we are going to be kind of stuck with Bally Sports again, um, which didn't affect me so much. Um, I'm sure it probably affected you guys, the listeners, a little bit in different ways. Um, so yeah, like I said, I haven't really got into this, into these, this can of worms too much because there's just so much gray area in it and I don't have the full understanding of 
kind of what's going on, especially, you know, I do know that, you know, Amazon is trying to work its way in with this. And there's three teams that are, you know, besides the Twins, uh, the Guardians and the Rangers, who are kind of in the same boat as we are. Um, but all this, you know, whole debacle with uh, Valley Sports has kind of been the big thorn of why the Twins decided to cut their payroll this year and, you know, cutting it from about 25 to $30 million. I mean, it's, it is a huge chunk, but you guys got to realize that, you know, the TV, you know, what us watching the games, you know, that TV money is, it, it's a huge piece of the pie when you run a, a franchise, you know, so... I'm kind of hoping that this season will be the last that we deal with. Um, oh, hi, Maverick. Sorry, my cat just jumped up here. Um, I'm not going to lose my train of thought. I'm hoping this year is the last year that we uh, have to deal with Bally Sports. I definitely do not like their app. It's a pain in the rear. Um, and I'm sure most of you guys will definitely agree with that. Um I'm hoping that we come up with some type of plan going into 2025 that'll make a little more sense and probably be a little more user-friendly for the uh, fans. So, um, like I said earlier this episode, uh, pitchers and catchers will report here in a couple weeks. So, I think the Twins are not done making moves yet. Um, I don't know... If they may have one big move left, um, could be a trade. Um, I definitely could see them still signing another guy or two. Um, but, and, you know, things can happen during uh, spring training. So, you know, the season starts at the end of March. So we still have, you know, what, almost two months where things could definitely change the the look of this team but with things getting closer to spring training um i'm kind of hoping that i can be recording here a little more consistently instead of you know about once a month what it seems like right now because there just isn't a lot going on and it's not just the twins that haven't done much um you know the beginning of the off season you know you're it was you know the it was kind of hot for a little bit, and then it just kind of fizzled out real fast, and there just wasn't a lot of big deals. So, because I mean, I don't just follow the Twins. I mean, I'm following about as you know, just about every team, and I get a lot of notifications, you know, from uh, other platforms that uh, will tell me what's going on, and you know who, you know who, you know, any whether it's a somebody you got traded, somebody that got waived or let go. I mean, I'm always, I'm always paying attention to the news, but sometimes some of it, it's just, some of it's not real newsworthy. So, um, with that being said, um, hopefully maybe we'll, I think we'll end the podcast right here. Um, like to thank you guys for listening and you can follow me at MD Hoffman 61 on Twitter and you can follow the show at twins nation pod also on twitter and you can follow us on facebook um and if you guys are listening go up there and give us a rating 
Um, I would greatly appreciate it. And you can find us on Spotify, um, Apple, uh, iHeart, all the all the other platforms you can find me on. So um, hope you guys enjoy and have a good rest of your weekend.